From the PSIA AASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. We've got a fun group put together today. We've got Katie Foyt, Aaron Farrell, Deanna Swanson, Blake White joining us from uh, PSIA Northwest. And we're going to be talking about a pretty awesome training that Katie put together. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us. Excited to be here back. Thanks so, for having us. You're very welcome. Well, Katie, tell us again. I know we had a podcast about this, but just real quick, what exactly is MA101 Observation and Evaluation? Yeah, happy to recap. So it's a six-week course. We have an hour and a half per class. And over the course of the six weeks, we introduce attendees to the beginning part of the movement analysis framework. So we start with observation, and they're limited to ski-snow interaction only. And then by class three or four, they get to start adding in body observations, and then we slowly move into uh, cause and effect and evaluation. So let's have you each introduce yourselves. Aaron, let's start with you. Just a couple of sentences about how you got into ski instruction, your level, and what area are you from? Yeah, thanks, George. I uh, I teach at the Summit at Snoqualmie, just outside of Seattle, through the Summit Snow Sports School. And I've been up there for five seasons. And I got into it through a friend. Uh, a couple of years ago, I called her up and said, oh, man, I really would like to get back into skiing. I grew up skiing. She says, you should teach. And I said, no, I want to ski. And I started teaching that year and just absolutely fell in love with it. And I'm hooked. Deanna, how about you? Um, I've been teaching about 20 years now. I'm from the Seattle area and teach at the Summit at Stokwome with the Outdoors for All Ski School, which um, helps people with um, disabilities um, ski and other outdoor um, activities. And a friend recommended um, recommended it to me, so I checked it out, and it's just been really, really fun and really good. Blake? So I've only been teaching for two seasons. Uh, I teach also at the Summit at Snoqualmie with the Ski Vex Ski School, which is part of Boeing Ski Club. Uh, and a couple of years ago, they had just sent out an email looking for instructors, and I've been skiing my whole life and thought that might be an interesting thing to do. And Katie, how about you? Wow, I I teach at Mount Hood Meadows, and I'll be getting my 10-year pin next year. And my dad was a ski instructor, and so I always imagined that I would teach during college, but that didn't quite work out. So my husband and I moved down to Meadows and joined the ski school here, and it's it's been amazing. Katie, again, I'm going to start with you here just to get us going, but... Uh... MA, why is that so important, and how is it effective done online? Yeah, one of the things about living down here is we're really fortunate in the Portland, Oregon area. There's a, a really solid history of movement analysis. Uh, it's a regular part of what everybody focuses on as they're trying to become better instructors. So I've been really fortunate to be part of that. Thinking about how to make it happen online was something that started happening about four years ago. People were asking if they could call into our in-person MA classes. And 
just knowing what that's like calling in a room full of people, we knew it was going to be not a great experience. So we started thinking about how can we make this happen for people outside of the area? So part of what I did is I started writing up lesson plans, sharing those out with other clinicians, seeing if they could use those to start their own MA programs. And then demand just went up. We had more and more people asking if they could join remotely. So Kirsten and I talked and she agreed to give a free trial session back in September. And that's when we launched Remote MA 101. Now, Blake, how did you find about this and uh, what made you decide you wanted to sign up and commit six weeks of uh, your time to this? So, as I said, this is only my only had been my second season teaching. Um, and when the season had started to get ramped up, I had jumped on the PSI website and was looking at some of the upcoming events for the season. Um, and I knew that I wanted to work on training for my uh, Alpine Level 2 certification. Um, and I saw the remote MA analysis. At, there was an early class, but it was already booked up. And this was pretty early on in the season when I had checked. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed, but about halfway through the season, uh, a fellow instructor said, oh, they're offering another session. So that day I went home and jumped on um, and signed up right there. So I thought it would be a really great opportunity to help me train for my level two certification. And um, in our training groups uh, with the ski school, uh, we've got some, some great instructors who have helped us with improve our skiing. But I thought that the movement analysis was a little bit challenging, a little bit tough to work on. And I thought that, kind of having a little bit more of a, a, an actual PSIA event would be, would be really helpful and actually have a, a clinician to help give you feedback uh, would be great. So that was, that was one of the reasons I initially signed up. How about you, Deanna? Um, I signed up because um, pretty much like almost everyone, I ended up with the, uh, with the season closing early and, um, my, what I was planning to sign up for, which would have been on snow, not being available for the obvious reason. Um, and I actually called in to find out what was available, and they mentioned the uh, movement analysis, so I went in, signed up. Um, the reason I signed up for that course is I felt like um, that was something that I could really um, need, need some work on, and I thought it would be a good experience and it was really extremely helpful and I, the format really works um, regardless if it was um, the reason for why we had to be online or not it, the format worked and Aaron how about you I find out because I think that our, our training staff up here in the northwest is fantastic and um, different clinics around the area and, and just meeting some of the, the different team members throughout the time I've been involved in PSIA. I was really interested in working more with some of the some of the trainers outside of my local area. And I've been working on my level three and MA, of course, is a big part of that. And so I had a couple of my training buddies go through previous sessions and told me how awesome it is. And they had shared some of Katie's tools and resources. And so especially when the season ended early and I wanted to continue working on my progression, it just seemed like a great fit. And I'm so glad I signed up for it. Now, Katie, how do you run training like this? 
and really make it effective for everyone who's taking part, whether it's a brand new instructor, if it's someone going for their level one, their level two, or their level three. Yeah, I think a big piece of what we do is the pacing of the material. We don't give everybody everything all at once because that would be overwhelming. So we we purpose pace it out over the six weeks. And then one thing that's really helpful is we send out a survey after every class. And it covers a variety of things like tell us what went well, tell us what didn't go well, what was your biggest takeaway, but it also lets us check in on how helpful some of our resources are. So that's where maybe I can see if a level one has more questions, I can add more content or address those questions in the next session. Uh, whereas if a level three is more diving into the weeds, sometimes I'll get an email from them in the middle of the night about something specific that they observed wanting to get into the technical nitty gritty. So I really try to incorporate information from everybody in the class and vary the feedback to, to the level of understanding of the person. Now, I'd really like to find out what each of you found most effective. And uh, so you can have a little bit of time to think about that. I'm going to start myself because, uh, Katie, I really appreciate you allow me, allowing me to shadow some of these classes. And uh, I was just amazed at the organization breaking people out into groups and the enthusiasm from everyone who was there. People took it so seriously. It was great to watch. Um, Deanna, let's start with you. What did you find most effective about this? Um, for me, the most effective part, I think, was a combination of the organization, which included having the um, videos for the upcoming session available before class. So those of us that um, had a little less experience at movement analysis could take a look at that beforehand um, and even after class um, reviewing so that um, to get the most possible out of it. Um, I found that extremely helpful. What about you, Erin? I think like you, George, I was really impressed with how well organized it was, and I wasn't sure how the whole discussion was going to work via Zoom, and that Katie had everybody set up in breakout sessions, and so that from a technology standpoint, I think she does a great job managing different levels, but from a content standpoint, what I really liked is an intense focus over and over on on it being consistent, and if you're looking at one specific focus area, what are your observations related to that from this key snow interaction? And then building on that, what are your observations on the body movement related to that? And so Katie was able to facilitate productive discussions, but keep us all very and specific in our feedback. Blake? One of the things I found most effective was just based on the fact that we are all online and we're all able to look at the same screen, uh, Katie was able to draw on the screen so we could actually see some of the angles that the body makes and kind of the direction the skis are pointed in um, and just actually be able to really be really specific about what's going on with the skier. I thought that was very helpful and something you're not really going to get when you're just kind of out on the hill. And Katie, I wanted to bring something else up. I felt like you did a good job of moderating because you would really make a point of, you know, the person who can is someone who likes to talk or can uh, monopolize a conversation. You made sure that everybody had a chance to have some input. 
Yeah, that's one of my core beliefs as a clinician is just being transparent about some of those class setup things that make a huge difference. I find if you kind of set the rules early, then people want to follow them and it doesn't come as a surprise if you have to redirect anybody. So one of the big tenets of the core tenets of the course is precise and concise delivery. We're not learning all this material just so we can then talk and bore our clients and our students to death. So we practice that from day one in this class. Now, Aaron, going for your level three, you've got some experience. Compare this to doing EMEA out on snow. What were some things about this that maybe you found even more valuable than that? I think anytime you have a chance to do video review and really slow it down and watch it over and over and over, it, just the repetition of it helps a lot to understand, okay, what am I seeing? Am I seeing it through this whole sample? Is it apparent on a specific slope or in a specific part of the turn? And that having that opportunity to practice in this class then makes it a lot easier to take it out onto the snow. I already will have that baseline framework where I, then I can run through my mental checklist while I'm watching somebody on snow and apply some of the same things there. How about you, Deanna? Um, as far as the... Um, Being virtual rather than outside. Um, I think uh, primarily be being able to view some the video more than one time rather than someone just coming down the hill once. Um, you can both um, be looking more than one time for the same aspect of what a skier might be doing. And you can also then go back and look it's like, okay, this time I'm going to look at edging instead of four up or something like that. I found that very helpful. Blake? Yeah, I think being able to to slow the video down while we're while we're all watching it and pause it and and really kind of dial in on some very specific things that obviously you're not able to do in real time when you're out on the hill um, kind of helps build just a, a, a better understanding of the skiing fundamentals in general. I found that to be uh, super helpful and educational. And same question to all of you as we start to wrap up, Aaron. How is the value of this class? I think it's an extremely valuable class. And I think uh, related to some of the in-person MA sessions, I mean, all of us kind of have our training groups and, and access to different levels of, of that. And I think that having this across the division gives us exposure to new perspectives. And it also gives us just a really nice baseline from from um, members of the educational staff from the division. So instead of just local knowledge or maybe somebody who's been a trainer for a bunch of years but isn't keeping up to speed on, on some of the, you know, the recent exam changes and, and things like that, this is a great baseline to just take into continuing to train. How about you, Deanna? Um, I think being able to interact with people uh, from maybe not even the same divisions or different parts of the the division um, different perspectives was really interesting and um, something you wouldn't get otherwise probably and Blake what what did you find most valuable 
just being able to have the practice to to do the movement analysis and to put it into words, which I found to be a little more challenging than I expected, uh, but also be able to have a clinician to to help you to help refine uh, refine my words. Like like Katie had mentioned, it's really challenging to be precise and concise. So just kind of getting that continual practice, I found that to be great. And Katie, uh, any plans to continue these types of courses? Yes, we have another one that is starting this week for a remote 101 class. And then we have our remote MA 201 class that's focused on prescription. And that starts on the 28th and runs four weeks. That class sold out within 24 hours. So high demand. We're really excited to run another one of those this summer as well as additional 201s in our other disciplines. So we'll have Alpine, Telemark, Snowboard, and then hopefully offering 201s in the other disciplines as well. Aaron, Deanna, Blake, would you uh, recommend people sign up for an online class if they have the opportunity? Aaron? Yes, I definitely would. Deanna? Oh, yeah, definitely. Blake? Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. That's so good to hear. Katie, uh, how did you feel at the end of uh, your first MA 101 session? I, you know, it's always kind of bittersweet. The, at, when you start the six weeks, it seems like a long time period ahead of you, but it really goes quickly. And by the end of that last class, I have excitement about where how much everybody has progressed in their skills, but then it's also kind of bittersweet and sad, too, because I'm not going to see their faces again, unless they sign up again like Blake did. He's a he's a two, twofer for our 101 course, um, and I'll be seeing him for 201 as well. Well, Katie, Blake, Deanna, Aaron, thank you very much for uh, joining us on First Chair. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, George. Thank you. Thanks, George. Thanks. From the Safer at Home Studios in Netherland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.